This is Ken Patton with Only This, a series of eclectic podcasts about real stuff, information, stories, guides, etc., that are accurate, factual, and logical. No bullshit, propaganda, lies, conspiracy theories, religious fairy tales, or other nonsense. I might slip in some fiction once in a while, but if I do, it will be clearly labeled as such. These podcasts were driven by my desire to share a lifetime of experiences and acquired knowledge in technology, music, the sciences, and life itself and to combat the pandemic of misinformation and bullshit the world is currently suffering. Because everybody's blowing smoke up your ass. So wake up. Episode 6. A Brief History of Online Social Media. Social media is a form of hyper-reality, and it isn't social at all. It's the opposite. It's mass media. People don't communicate on places like Facebook or Twitter. They pose, and they posture, and they argue, and they fight, but they don't communicate. Now, I've been using the Internet since before it went public, back to the 1980s, as a matter of fact. Just like today, there were servers attached to the internet and they ran various standard services which were defined by an organization called the IEEE and in a document called an RFC or Request for Comment. Believe it or not, that's what they called uh, the standards, Requests for Comments or RFCs. In any event, uh, some of those services in the old days were FTP, Telnet, Finger, <laughs> good old DNS, IRC, which is Internet Relay Chat, uh, and things like HTTP and other protocols uh, would have to wait another 10 years or so to be developed. IRC, or Internet Relay Chat, was uh, another server protocol, and you could access various servers around the world using it from a simple Telnet terminal session. That's just text. You just needed a server IP address and the port it was running on. That's the uh, TCP IP port. Um, I think someone may have used UDP too, but uh, that's another story. And anyway, then you'd get a list of the channels on the server that you could join and engage in uh, discussions in a variety of subjects, and I mean a variety. Uh, eventually, IRC networks evolved, like FNet, Undernet, etc., and uh, they were networks of many servers around the world. Although IRC was the official internet chat protocol, Several similar protocols and client-server networks existed, some like Talkmatic even prior to the IRC. And there would be more independent chat services to come, AOL, Instant Messaging, ICQ, etc. There was another form of group chat that grew out of the adventure game. And I mean THE adventure game. 
first developed on a DEC mini computer. It was, it was an LSI or PDP 11 running the RT uh, 11 operating system. These were multi-user dungeons or MUDs for short. Groups of players would gather on a server and interact according to the environment and rules created by the dungeon master, uh, it, or in this case, the programmer. You can see the connection to D&D, right? Several flavors of MUDs evolved, each with their own distinctive storyline, environment, characters, and rules. And the whole genre evolved into what we now know as online adventure games, Zelda and MMORPGs, ultimately like EverQuest and Warcraft and the like. But the watershed event for the entire online community, including social media, was when the internet went public in 1994. That precipitated a veritable explosion of commercial and individual multimedia apps, and uh, including social media, of course. But in, instead of glory-hunting programmers and techies trying to popularize their MUDs and adventure games, these were profit-obsessed entrepreneurs and giant greedy conglomerates. It was also the beginning of the end for AOL, which had tried to create its own private internet. The late 1990s saw the rise of the dot-coms. Companies rose and fell like waves on the beach. Then the big crash came around the millennium, the dot-bomb. Investors lost billions, but many of the entrepreneur CEOs saw the handwriting on the wall early and cashed out, retiring to their estates in the Hamptons or uh, it's some faraway ritzy gated-off community. The survivors of the rut became rich beyond measure. You know, Google, Facebook, Netflix, and more. Facebook and Twitter eventually beat out early startups like MySpace, AOL, uh, etc., and dominated the social media space, while carrier-based IM texting, that is, dominated person-to-person -person communications. At this point, we need to make a distinction between broadcast media and interactive media. Broadcast media operates like radio and TV. It's a one-to-many form of communications, and it's one way. Although the Internet provides a way for users to leave comments, these are little more than an aside for most of these large media conglomerates. Interactive media is a many-to-many -many form of communications. Peer-to-peer, -peer, you hear it called sometimes. And this sort of service is provided by companies like Facebook, or as it's known now, Meta, Twitter, Twitch, Snapchat, etc. But this isn't your grandpa's open source internet relay chat. These services are completely controlled by private industry or even foreign governments in some cases. They control the horizontal. They control the vertical. They decide what you will see and how you will see it. And because these companies' business model is driven by selling your personal information, your likes, your dislikes, your views, your ad clicks, your location, and everything else they can get away with, 
It often results in a flood of misinformation, spam, and other unwanted bullshit coming your way. What it doesn't result in is reliable information solutions or interpersonal communications. And that's essentially where we are today, with virtual reality and AR looming on the horizon, maybe on the distant horizon. It all depends on the user headset or glasses and where that goes. And I think Facebook meta jumped the guy. Its metaverse looks like pretty primitive shit. Some, somewhere from the last century or something. Uh, they've lost billions. I mean, it's just a disaster for them. It's, it, nobody wants to, to sit around all day with a, a heavy virtual reality headset on their, on their head and walk into walls and uh, all the rest of the uh, downsides uh, of virtual headsets. Augmented reality glasses are lighter weight. They offer some real benefits, looking at uh, prices floating over the items in the store and things like that. So, you know, I, I think uh, that's uh, a much better near-term uh, reality. But nonetheless, we live in a veritable information utopia, thanks to the Internet. All the books in the world, all the current information in the world, all the news in the world is at our fingertips. But it's not filtered, corrected, and processed information. At least not processed uh, with uh, our uh, benefit in mind. It's mass media and mass information. It's biased and manipulative, unfiltered, with no communications, discussion, or interpersonal interaction. Communication is, is flat out disappearing and along with it community and it's a big problem. I think this is the reason populist demagogues have become so effective at manipulating masses of people. We don't discuss stuff with our communities. We don't get the diverse community input where somebody would rise up and challenge these crackpot conspiracy theories and the enormous political lies, but we tune them out and then we connect it to other people that reinforce our delusions over the internet. Uh, that's what's going on. What the internet has done is give people the ability to create worldwide communities of like-minded individuals. Those communities focus opinions but isolate the community from dissent. It's like a cult. This is fertile ground for conspiracy theories and crackpot ideas. The net effect is amplification of bad ideas that would otherwise be weeded out by sensible thinking. And the media companies encourage this behavior by recommending and feeding their users with stuff that generates high profits. And that means high volume, lots of clicks, lots of likes, and lots of comments. This is controversial stuff, obviously. Sensational stuff. And 
a lot of this stuff is professionally created propaganda. Government misinformation, propaganda groups with their own odd agenda, greedy corporations, seditious militias, all every one of the crackpots you can imagine have found a way to connect over the internet. The media companies don't care about the accuracy or the truth of the information because they only get paid by the likes, the views, not the accuracy. You can't even control your feed on Facebook anymore because Facebook wants to maximize the odds that you'll click on something that generates profit. But Facebook pushed their dominance too far with Meta, going all in in VR and the metaverse, and they lost billions. Why? Because no one wants to wear a clunky headset all day. So, caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. These media companies you use to talk to your friends and play games and read the news and hang out with your friends are not your benefactors. They've got a hidden agenda, and that is to steal your and sell your information. So beware, and good luck with that. The past is gone, the future hasn't arrived, your hopes and fears are phantoms. There is no heaven above, no hell below, no supernatural realms. There is only this.